This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, good evening everyone. We continue in uh, Daf Shavua. Tonight's blot is Mesech Chagiga, Daf Chaf Vav Amadbez. We're going to start from the Mishnah on Chaf Vav Amadalaf. Actually, we have to do a little Gemara. I forgot to read this line of the Gemara. The Gemara brought... Um, the Mishnah said that when the regal is over, you have to remove all the kalim of the Mishkan. Um, the Mishnah said when you when the uh, when the regal is over, you have to remove all the kalim of the Mishkan to purify them for the upcoming um, purify them for the rest of the year. Because since the Amiaris were rampant in the Mishkan and around the Harabayas in the times of uh, the Regal, therefore they need, and the Amiyars are, are impure, even though we lifted their impurity for the Regal, nevertheless, so we have to purify these vessels <coughs> after the Regal. And the Gemara says that, uh, that uh, Rabbi Huda held, not only if the Regal is over on Friday, do we wait until Sunday to purify, but even if the Regal is over on Thursday. And the reason is the Kaihanim are not free. The Gemara explains that means They are not free because they're busy with the Chumas Hadeshen, which left a major mound in the in the middle of the Mizbeach that gathered throughout the Regal. So therefore, the the Kohanim were not available to purify the vessels on on Thursday either. New Mishnah. Kates and Mavirina Altaras Azara, how did they remove the Kalim to purify the Azara? Madvilin Esa Kalim Shayuba Mikdash. They purified, they immersed the Kalim that were in the Mikdash. For Aimrim Lahem, and they said to them, Hizaru, be careful. Shalaitigu Bishulchan. They would tell the Amearats, be careful, don't touch the Shulchan. Now, what does that mean? Um, simply it means they would tell the Amiyaretz, Rashi says, uh, they would tell the Amiyaretz, look, we could be toivol the other kin, but we cannot be toivol the Shulchan, because you weren't allowed to remove it from its place, because it says, Lechem Panim Lefanai Tamid. So Rashi says that this is, um, or at least a simple pshad, or yeah, Rashi says, the Koyhanim would say to the Amiyaretz, don't move the Shulchan. Don't touch, don't touch the shulchan because we have no way to be toivalet. The Ne'iri brings the Yeshma Farshim that we would warn the Kaihanim not to move the shulchan to be toivalet. But the point is that since the shulchan had to have the lechem apanim tamid, therefore we cannot interrupt um, this tamidus to be toival the shulchan. Now if we knew for sure the shulchan had tamadai raisa, then we would have to be toivalet. But the Tumad Drabanan of the Ami Aretz would not uh, supersede the biblical uh, injunction of having the carbon, of having the Lechem Apanim on the Shulchan Tamid. Kal HaKelem Shev Mikdash, all Kalem that were in the Mikdash, Yeshlehem Shniim Mushlishim, had a second and third backup. Shem Nitmu Harishainim, so that if the first ones became Tamid Yaviyu Shniim, they would bring the second ones. Tachtiyam in their place. Meaning, until they were toivold. 
Now regarding the Shulchan though, the Shulchan L'Chaira did not have a backup. The, the Miri brings such a pshat. Kala kelim shayba mikdash tu'unin tefillah. All the kelim in the mikdash require tefillah chutz mi mezbeach hazahav, except for the gold mezbeach, mezbeach anachoshis, and the copper mezbeach, mevnei shahim kakarka, because they were like the earth. Now the truth is, Rashi brings down, there, there was another kli that was not uh, toivald, and that is the shulchan, and the reason for that is because uh, we told the Amayaris not to touch it, but since we, the beginning of the Mishnah already said, we told the Amayaris not to touch the Shulchan, because he can't be toivalet, so that one was already listed. And the reason why the Mizbech, Hazam Mizbech, and Achoyshes did not need tefillah is because they're like Karka, and uh, the, for example, the Mizbech HaNechoyshes, which, uh, which was in the Chatzar, that had a din of karka because the Torah called it mizbeach adama, and we're going to see the mizbeach hazahav was compared to the mizbeach hanachoshes. This is the sheet of Rebbe Lezer. The Chachamim said, no. The reason why they um, did not need tevila is because they were coded. We'll see what this means. Tana, they taught Hizaru, they warned the Amirat Shamatigu Bashukhan of the Minaira. Lest they touch the Shukhan and the Minaira. Now the Tana of our Mishnah only said Shukhan didn't say the Minaira. The question is, why didn't the Tana this Tana why did this Tana list uh, list the Minaira? What's the Machlaikas? Why does the Tana of our Mishnah not list the Minaira? Why does the Tana of this Braisa list the Minaira? The Tana Didan my time Tani Minaira, why didn't our Tana list Minaira? Says the Gemara, Shulchan Ksiv Beitamid, by the Shulchan where it says always, therefore the, the Shulchan cannot have been immersed. Menorah like Siv Batamid. By the Menorah it doesn't say Tamid. Now Rashi points out, really, Rashi's father really does say Tamid by the Menorah. So Rashi says, Kaloimar, and it says Tamid by the Menorah more than once. For Rashi says, the Tamid that it says by the Menorah, it does not mean day and night, 24 hours a day, but rather, Tamid means uh, regularly, daily. But they didn't light in the day, it lit uh, at night, and it, and it burned till the morning. So therefore, by the Menorah, there was no command that it always had to be there, and therefore the town of our Mishnah held, you could be immersed in the Menorah. The Yiduch, so what does the town of the Brayse hold? Why does the town of the Brayse say that we had to warn the Amiyarts not to touch the Menorah? Since it compares the menorah to the shulchan, it says the menorah is opposite the shulchan. It's like it says tamid. It's like it says tamid by the menorah because it's compared to the shulchan. The idach, what is it? Our tana hold. There, it only compares it to the shulchan in terms of establishing its location. But not in terms of saying that you, it has to be tamid, that you can't be toivalet. So now that's the bottom line. The bottom line is that the reason why the shulchan did not, um, could not be toivalet is because it says tamid. So, Frek the Gemara, why do I need to say that they couldn't be toivalet? 
that because of Tameh, that implies it could become Tameh. I have another reason why they weren't Tavalet. They weren't Tavalet because it can't even contract them in the first place. Even if they touched it, it would not become Tameh because it's a wooden kli that is stationary. If a tape clay, the kli it's also the Nachasu. Why don't we say it's because it's a wooden kli that's made to be stationary? Any wooden kli that's made to be stationary, is not because we have a pasuk that compares wood to sack. It has to be similar to sack. Just like a sack is movable when it's full and empty. This, exclude, this says that only kalim that can be moved when they're full and empty are tame. But very heavy kalim that can't be moved when they're full, or something that's stationary that's not moved at all, does not become tame. Something which is stationary, Rashi says that's not metaltel, that any cleates that's maxic 40 sa in a, in a liquid, which is two core in a yavish, even though it could be moved empty, cannot be moved male, because if you move it, it will break. So the Gemara wants to know, why do you have to say that the Shulchan didn't need tefillah? Because of Tamid, it doesn't need tefillah because it can't become Tamid, because it's not movable. Says the Gemara, what are you talking about? Hainami metaltel male vereikam. It is movable. Now Toysus quotes the question of Harav Rabbi Hanan, that all the years that the Jewish people were in the Midbar, they would carry it in the desert. So it's not stationary. So Tosus says we need a Pasuk. Um, in other words, the reason why we need the reason of Tamid is for when the Shulchan was in Noiv and Givain and Shiloh and Beisai where it was not moved. But then Toysu says, well, since it was moved in the past, so then it's a Kli that could be moved. So Toysu says, no, it was never moved on its own. It was always moved with other Kalim. That's not called being moved. Okay. Be it as it may, the Kasha is, uh, why do we have to say the reason why the Shulchan doesn't need Tefillah is because, you can, because of Tamid. It doesn't need Tefillah. It doesn't need Tefillah because it can become Tamid. So Gemara says, no, it is moved full and empty. It says on the holy shulchan, which, which implies that it could become Tameh, but it happens to be Tahar. That implies that it's uh, susceptible to Tumah. It's a stationary wooden clay. And it's not Mekabal Tumah. But this teaches you that they would lift up the Shulchan and they would show the Shulchan to those who would make the pilgrimage during the three festivals. And they would show the Oile Regalim the Lechem Aponim. They would say to them, See how beloved you are to God. When it's removed from the table seven days later, it's as fresh as when it was arranged. Um, Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi says, Neis Godol Nasim A great miracle occurred with the showbread. Kesidurei Kafsilukai. The freshness of when it was put on, when it was put on very hot, it remained that hot 
for seven days until they removed it. Shenemar Lasum Lechem Choim Biyoim Hilakhai to place hot bread for the day that it was taken. Meaning it should be hot on the day it's taken from off the Shulchan. So now the, so so we learned that they actually did move the Shulchan, so it was Metaltel Malevarekam and therefore and therefore we need the reason uh, we need to say that the reason why we're not toivelit is because it says tamid, but it's not because it's not mekabel tuma. Now, just a very beautiful aside: Why would they show the lechem upon him to the oile regalim? What was the message they were trying to show the oile regalim? So, Rabbi Eliyahu Gutzmacher says a very beautiful pshat. You know, the oile regalim left their families, left their homes, left their valuables. They may even have li- lived in a border city. And all the men left the city with no guards. And they're anxious. Maybe bordering nations came and they attacked while they made their pilgrimage. They were afraid that their homes and their families may not have been as the way they left them. So we show them, no, when you do the will of God, sometimes if you leave something for a long time, God could preserve it like the day you put it there. So just if God could preserve the bread that the the bread retains its freshness for a week later, then when you left your house for a week, God will preserve that as well. That's the message we're sending to Ayla Regalim, says Revelio Gutmacher, beautiful pshat. Now the Gemara asks, why do we have to say that we're not toivalit because of Tamid? Maybe we shouldn't. Oh, now, now the Kash is like this. Meaning it's metal. And since it's metal, metal is not compared to a sack. And since it's metal, in other words, why do we need to say, the, the, what's the halacha? The, the halacha is that the shulchan um, does not require tefillah. Why? Because it says tamid. And we asked, right, the shulchan does not require tefillah because we cannot move it because it says tamid. We asked, but maybe it's not susceptible for Tumah, because it's not Metaltel. So Gemara says, no, don't worry, it is Metaltel. Frek the Gemara, why do we have to say it is Metaltel, even if it wouldn't be Metaltel? Just say it's Mekabel Tumah, because it's covered with metal. It's, uh, it's, the, it's the Shulchan, which is covered with gold, and we know that something is determined by its coating. Now we learned in Mishnah HaShulchan, a table, and a chair, that the chair got rubbed out. And it's covered with hide, or it's covered with stone. So, something which is stone is not makabal tumma. So we say like this, if you have a place to put a cup, tameh. So if the chair got too small, but you could still put a cup down, it's tameh. Or if there's an area that's not coated with the stone, it's Tameh. But that implies if it was completely coated with stone, it would be Tahar, which is a raya that something is Lakula, whatever it's coated with. So certainly Lechumra, if something's coated with metal, it should require Tefillah. Rabbi Yudah Amir Mokam Hanachas HaChatichas. It's not that you need to, to have a place to put cups, you need to have a place to put pieces of food.
But from here we see, Rashi says, Alma Tzipuyav Mevatlai. We see that a coating is Mevatlai, a filul hakel. Because if it was a stone co- cover for the whole Kli, then it would be considered stone and it would not be Mechabal Tumah. So conversely, if you have a metal coating, it should be Mechabal Tumah. So why do you have to say it's Mechabal Tumah? Because in fact the Lechem, the Shulchan was moved. Even if it wasn't moved, it would be Mechabal Tumah because it's metal. It's coated with metal. Says the Gemara, well maybe as follows. Mashani Atzi Maybe the coating on the Mizbeach will not be Mavato, will not render it a metal kli because it's coating shitim wood, which is very chash of batli, and shitim wood is not batal. Says the Gemara, honey, chalareish This fits in well according to Reish Lakish, who doesn't differentiate between coatings. Coatings always determine, excuse me, this is good according to Reish Lakish, that in fact there is a difference between what it coats. The din that we follow, the coding, is if the kli is made of achsalagin, haba and memdina sayam, that come from overseas, which is very cheap. However, avo bakli masnim, but masnim, which is chashav loy batli, so shapir, then you could say that our mission, that the shulchan, was made out of shittim wood, and therefore the gold coating would not be mavatalit, and therefore it would not require tevila because it's wood, and it has to be, it's only because it was movable. But if you're going to say like Rabbi Yochanan, that it always follows the coating, even if it's a chashava inside, what do you have to say? What, meaning, why did we say it's because it's movable? According to Rabbi Yochanan, we didn't have to say because it's movable. We could have just said it requires tefillah because it's metal. So maybe you'll say, well, the coding over here is talking about um, a coating which is not so strong. Maybe this din that we that we go by, the material of the coating is only if the coating is anchored, it's attached well. But the, maybe in the Mishkan the coating was not attached well. Says But we know Rish Lakish once asked Rabbi Yochanan this question. Does it matter if it's a coating that's fastened or a coating that's not fastened? Does it matter if the coating covers the rim or does it not? And he said it doesn't matter. We always follow the coating. It doesn't make a difference whether the coating is fastened or not. It doesn't matter if it's covering the rim. We always follow the coding, and therefore the question is, why do we need to say that the reason why the Shulchan didn't need tefillah, excuse me, why do we need to say that the Shulchan would have been Mechabal Tumah because it's movable, we could have said better, the Shulchan would have been Mechabal Tumah because it's a metal kli, and a metal kli does not have to be movable. 
So that's our question. Why did we have to say that the Shulchan, right, the Shulchan does not require Tefillah because it says Tamid. But it would have required Tefillah because it's Mechabal So the question is, why, do we, why did we have to say it's, it's Mechabal because it's movable? Just say it's Mechabal because it has a metal coating. Okay, Rabbi Isai, we will hold it over here. And we'll pick it up to next muted. week. Hi. We'll pick it up as a Hashem. Next week we'll finish up. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.